1: 0457 736 736. Back to your texts in the morning, in, in a moment, summer breakfast with Julian King and Julissa Rapps. Let's talk a bit of global game with our great mate Adam Peacock from Code Sport, And, of course, the Saturday morning. Mowers Club is on the line right now. Morning, Ads. Morning. How are you? We're going very well. Uh, I'll kick it off with this. I want to talk about the Premier League race and, and Harry Souter. But uh, MacArthur FC, they they channelled their inner pub team yesterday against Melbourne City. They got pumped 6-1. My goodness.
2: Yeah, uh on Saturday evening it was actually Sorry, at the Saturday. same time as yeah, crazy game at Allianz between Sydney and uh Central Coast so tough one for Milo Stojkovic We still haven't got to the bottom of why Dwight York left it, it was all very sudden it was you know like it, it wasn't as if the results were poor it was only halfway through the season they won the um Australia Cup that you know the, the big cup competition in October um I don't know what happened behind the scenes, and yeah, we, we haven't heard yet what Dwight York is going to do after leaving Macarthur. But it's all, it's all a bit of a shame, and um, yeah, it's obviously translated in a in a dressing room not sure of itself after getting absolutely walloped by the best team in the competition, Melbourne City. Yeah.
0: Is it, is it like have they brought these teams in? I mean, they've been in for a couple of years now, but did they bring them in too quick? It, it, with this, is it just not sustainable for them, or are they just having a bit of an off year?
2: no the they are sustainable. it's just where they bought them in that that's the big problem like the a fan base I think out in uh, MacArthur, which is Campbelltown, it can grow like there's enough population out there, but Western United are finding it really hard They've promised and promised this is a Melbourne club to build a new stadium, and they haven't even turned dirt on it yet, so um we're still waiting, and then they're just bouncing around venues in Melbourne with a very very small fan base so that's the issue for those two clubs they could have gone somewhere established like a a Canberra or uh, another team in Brisbane maybe or you know uh, another one in Perth i think that would have been better and and looking back now had a bit more of a fan base and these two teams, in particular Western United, at
1: the moment. Yeah, a bit of an identity crisis for them. Sydney FC. Is it too early to say the season's back on track? They're finally going back to back. But I guess the pleasing thing for them is, you know, they've twice now come back from, I guess, a goal down to win. Lafondre in pretty good form against a decent team too, on the Mariners.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, that was impressive. Ten v ten, it was after two send-offs in the first half. But and they, neither were I, Reds,
1: Adam. Were they? I thought neither were Reds.
2: Uh, a letter of the law. I, I didn't see the, the 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 Caltech one for Central Coast. I didn't see the replay which showed who got the ball or not. Yeah. But yeah, you, you're stretching the limit of the law to say that both are reds. But I mean, are they within the boundaries of the law? Yes, probably. But it's one of those fifty-fifties. Anyway, it like bad bad refereeing decisions in football actually make for great games because it gets everyone riled up and there's more yeah. space on the pitch. But that's a discussion for another day. Um, Sydney, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that they're back because they were still making some horrible defensive errors and it, it was almost like their experience got them across the line again. So, impressive win. You, you can't begrudge them for that. And I'm not going to say that oh, it's, it's you know a false dawn, but I'm not going to say, oh, wow, they're going to finish in the top two. Um, they've got a long way to go and there's only maybe to start and they've got a couple of big games coming up as well.
0: Steve Corrick has been under a fair bit of pressure. What has to happen for him to keep his job by the end of the season? Uh, um
2: i oh, i I would say definitely make the finals, uh which is top six, and I would go a stretch to say top four maybe is. It's it's the way that they're going to regenerate because they've got, Alex Wilkinson's not going to be around next year and that's been the one for Sydney to see how they're going to replace that guy. So Adam LaFondra, what do they do up top? Maybe some of the younger players are going to move overseas as well. So, yeah, they've got a bit of shuffling to do in terms of personnel but whether or not they trust Steve Collicker enough to do that will totally depend on all these results for the balance of the season.
1: Just turning our attention out to the Premier League, uh, did you catch... The Leicester Villa game, Harry Suter's debut, unfortunate for him and own goal, but uh, from everything I've seen and read and just uh, what I can deduce from the comments from Brendan Rogers, he actually, outside of that, had, had a pretty decent first outing.
2: Yeah, well, I watched the whole game, actually, because I was fascinated to see how he goes. It totally surprised me that he started and played the whole game, but um, after his last week's move from, from Stoke, but it, it goes to show how much Leicester needed a player like him and uh, a bit of a presence, and he, he won all these aerial duels, so he's, he's impossible to jump over. He's playing against a big fella as well. Ollie Watkins is like 6'2", 6'3", and like a real real handful, but Harry had no problems with that. He, the only two worries were the, the own goal, which he couldn't do much about. It was an unfortunate deflection. He got nutmegged as well at one stage, and it nearly led to a goal, but apart from that, he was rock solid and, and totally looked apart at that level, so that's good signs for... But not only Harry, the Socceroos, but Leicester City as well in their investment, $26 million investment that they've made with the transfer.
1: Quite remarkable, isn't it? We thought, oh, Arsenal by how much? And they've gone down to Everton. This is a glorious uncertainty of sport. So Man City are going, oh, you beauty. We've got a chance to close a gap here. And they've got dusted by Tottenham. It's a strange old round.
2: Yeah. Uh, every Arsenal fan, um, or I wouldn't say every Arsenal fan, but... Uh, they'd be happy with Spurs' results for the first time in their life, almost. Um, <laughs> yes. that. It, it does happen occasionally. They're, they're great rivals in North London, but yeah, a strange old weekend, and, and both done with defensive solidity in terms of the upset, so uh, Everton with Sean Dyche, the, the new manager he's taken over, and he's he's got one objective, and that's to save them from relegation and make them very hard to beat, and he'll do that. We saw it with Burnley. He's a, he's a, he cops it a bit. He, like He's known as a bit of an old-school manager, but he, he he basically sets up his side. If his name was Antonio Conte, he wouldn't have that reputation. It's Sean Dice from Burnley. But Antonio Conte doesn't play that differently sometimes and, and that's what they did with Spurs, even though Conte wasn't there, he was back in Italy recovering from surgery, the Spurs manager. But uh, without him Spurs performed so well against Manchester City and frustrated the life out of that game and yeah, two big upsets in one weekend.
0: Harry Kane too, didn't he become the whole the the leading Goal scorer for Tottenham? Is that correct? For Spurs, yeah, two yeah. two hundred sixty
2: seven, two hundred sixty eight, or two hundred sixty seven goals.
0: Now, it's an incredible
2: record. The weird thing about Harry Kane is he actually started out at Arsenal, and they said he was a he's he a bit too slow and chubby to to make it. <laughs> and I let him go as a kid. Harry ended up at uh, Spurs, and he went he went on loan, oh, I think about to about five different places. And there's this magnificent video. This, this cartoonist does some great things for you know, various sporting bodies. And there's this great video, which is narrated by Harry, which tells of his journey and how the, the close relationship with his father was like, that's OK, every setback we go again. We just work harder and blah, blah, blah. And look where it's got him. He's, he's an incredible player and great goal scorer as well.
1: Uh, one last word before we let you go, Adam. What's going on at Liverpool? I know the Wolves fans were giving it to Jurgen Klopp at 3-0. I mean, there's something not right there.
2: Uh, no, no. It, it just it, it's the end of a generation where the, the, this team has done so well over the past five years, and, and everyone's been screaming it uh, that their midfield that they need younger, fresher legs in midfield to compete at Premier League level. But instead, Jurgen Klopp and the the um, the analysts there at, at Liverpool have decided to attack, uh, recruit attacking players only. It's it's flat out weird. Everyone. Can see what the problem is. It's in the middle three positions in the park and they just got torn apart again the other day and they, they missed some chances, Liverpool. It's just going against them. They they had as many chances as Wolves did, but uh, Wolves took their chances and, and Liverpool didn't take theirs. But um, yeah, total reset needed. And whether Jurgen Klopp is the man and given given the, the keys to do it all again for Liverpool, it looks likely, but yeah, they're having a, by their standards, a disastrous season by, by everyone else's. I'd hate to say this Liverpool fans, but as me and Newcastle fan, I
1: speak for many other fan groups, it's quite amusing. <laughs> as a Man United fan, Adam, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, we're outright third, by the way. Just thought I'd mention that. Yep. You're a CT outside chance. You reckon? I, I,
2: if they get on a real run,
1: yeah. I don't know.
2: I don't know. Just the way things are going. Um, yeah, they're, like, they're still building. They're still learning under the new manager, but um, not... They're, they're rank outsiders, but they're still in the race, if you know
1: what I mean. Yeah. Well, Rashford's in career best form. You know, casemiro has been arguably the buyer the season. Uh, Ericsson's a loss, of course. But, no, they're shaping up nicely. Thank you, mate. Uh, always good to get your thoughts. Uh, we'll let you go. We'll catch all your work in code sport, and uh, we'll hear you on the mowers. All good. Cheers, guys. Have a good morning. You too. There he is, Adam Peacock, 457 736, 736 uh, Jay and Jay. This irrelevant All-Stars game, which is now full of reserve graders, is on the same time as the first test from India. I know what I'll be watching. Uh, I agree, actually. i will be watching the cricket. No, I'm, not, I'm not big on the All-Stars game really? anyway. People are oh, starved of rugby league week. and it's kind of like the unofficial start so, I tune in, tune out, but it's still at the end of the day an exhibition and I'm oh, not a fan of exhibition sport.
0: It's one of those great games to go to. I went there um, with Jimmy Smith. Oh, without doubt. With, like last year at um, Combank Stadium and it's just got so much feeling behind it. The crowd's pumped to go. You feel like footy's back. Um, I love it. I think it's a great game.
1: Act like a goose, get treated like a goose. Didn't these guys want to be role models? Not good timing before the All-Stars. Look at the Fox withdrawing a focus on the dogs this year. That's a focus, not 3.45am wrestle. That is from Roosterman. Now, Julian O'Brien, who's the media manager for the Sydney Kings, has sent me a message. It says, oh, so we're very sad Melbourne United missed out in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Perth had their time in the sun. I know they're back in the finals, but Sydney's still the team to beat, I would think. Um, now, oh, yes, back to the sale of the century. I had uh, Sparky, Elise Platt, and just a few n- other names escaped me. Victoria Nichols is the one I was thinking of. Uh, thank you for that, Jason. Said also Delvin Delaney.
0: How did this and come up?
1: A, because um, the Who Am I that Chuckles did,
0: oh, Charles yeah, and Charter's birthday
1: yeah. game. So they used to do that on Sale of the Century. Who Am I? Oh, yeah. Right. Nikki Buckley is another one. Nikki Buckley, Buckley yeah. yeah. That was in the Glen Ridge era. Yeah, That's was, right, yeah. yeah. So Joe Bailey... I don't remember any of these. You Steve Silvani and the Nikki Buckley. Yeah, okay. There's a good one. Thank you. I forgot about that.
0: Kind of oh, yeah. the, I was
1: a more of a Burjo's catchphrase kind of gal. Oh, Burjo's catchphrase. Yeah. I was a Burjo, Wheel of Fortune kind of guy. Yeah, right. The story on the news at 8am, the All-Stars match report is playing, reports players are pulling out about concerns of only having a month of training and not ready to play may confirm that's one of the agreements being contested by the CBA. Well, it wasn't a threat for a moment, wasn't it? the All-Stars game. It looks like it'll go ahead and I hope it does. Mm. And I hope that, you know, apparently they're they're making very slow glacial progress. So Andrew Abdo locked himself in a room with some of the players and with Clint Newton last, I think, Thursday at Mm. NRL HQ. uh, Ordered some pizzas and slowly thrashing it out. 0457 736 736. breaking back with more.